Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are a Jesus community telling the biggest story of God in Los Angeles. We're excited that you're joining the conversation with us today. Enjoy. This is some good stuff. At New Abbey, we believe in conversation uh, with one another. And so we have a light conversation for you to get started with. If you'd find three, four, five people around you that you feel, feel comfortable talking with, that's a sentence as well. This light question to start, which is, what's your favorite version of yourself? You got four minutes to answer that. Enjoy. People, I got a whole way too long sermon that I'm not going to do. It's 11-11, make a wish. We're going to give you the shortened version, and we'll do the extended cut director's whatever version later. So let's just get to the point. I constantly think about this idea of union with God, union with ourselves, union with other people. And I think about that idea a lot because I grew up in a world where there was a very different version of God that I was given. It wasn't a story rooted in goodness. It wasn't a story rooted in being made in the image of God. It was a story rooted in, I'm a sinner. I'm going to hell. There's something wrong with me. And there's a very angry God out there. But this God loves you, and everything's going to be okay. That's psychologically traumatizing for a lot of us. And then I grew up specifically in an evangelical environment where we had some good, like, rapture theology. Anyone else had that good stuff? Was anyone just scared all of the time? Oh my God, have you, did you know, like, I had these moments where I would come home and my parents wouldn't be there and be like, I missed it. <laughs> right? What a weird feeling to experience as like a 12 year old. Like my mom was like, I'm just at the grocery store. Like, I thought you were raptured and I looked at a girl lustfully yesterday because I'm 12 and that's what I do and just shit. So let's make it simple. I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. How many of you just got triggered right there? Okay, only a third of you, that's good. Many a times we hear a passage like that, and we've been told that it's an incredibly exclusive statement. It's an exclusive statement that somehow, in whatever that means, that is an entrance exam to get into heaven. Instead of it being one of the most inclusive statements of Jesus that is about an invitation to a way of life. And the invitation to the way of life that Jesus is offering us is a way of life that is rooted in union. Jesus is saying to the world at this point, you're all guessing at who God is. In this ancient world filled with gods and temples and the stories and the versions that you've been given, God is angry and you don't know what to do. Do I go right? Do I go left? Did I give enough sacrifices? Is this going to make God happy? I only gave a pigeon. I should have gave a goat. Woo! Right? The same angst that many of us dealt with growing up. And Jesus comes along, and in this bigger passage, which we're not going to read, we don't got time today, go look it up, John 14, all of the versions are wonderful in it. It's really a story of Jesus saying, if you want to know what the Father's like, you're already looking at me. No more guessing. You want to know what the Father's like? Look at what I do. I am kind, and I'm compassionate, and I'm generous, and I'm loving, and I'm merciful, and I cross boundaries. I care about justice. Do I speak out against some stuff? Do I get angry? Of course I do, at the institutions, not at the individuals. 
because those institutions are hurting people and oppressing them and suppressing them. And so I go into temples and I turn over tables. I take on the Roman Empire and I say, you can try to kill me, but there will always be new life. This is the good news that we're invited into. And Jesus says, I will do all of this because I want you to understand that I have come so that you may have union with God. And that union has always been in you. Further on in that passage, Jesus will talk about the Holy Spirit. And Jesus will say, I am in God and God is in me and I am in you, which is this beautiful way of saying the whole thing baked into the cosmos, baked into the universe, union has always been there. You don't ever have to live in insecurity anymore, wonder am I doing the thing right, wonder if God is angry at me. You don't have to listen to that Baptist pastor tell you that thing. You don't have to go back to that church that tells you you're an abomination because of who you love. You don't have to live in that bad news anymore. You know what God's like because you're looking at Jesus. That's the story that Jesus invites us into. I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me because I'm showing you what the Father is like. And that is an invitation for all of humanity. And it is an invitation that Jesus keeps giving and giving and giving, and it's powerful. And Jesus will talk about there, of course I know what this invitation to union that I'm giving you is because I know where my authority comes from because I'm in the Father and the Father is in me and I'm in you. And Jesus keeps talking about how this authority that he has, the reason he teaches this way, the reason that he does these miracles is because he is one and we are one in that. We don't have to live in some version of bad news. We get to be reminded daily of the truth of what it means to be human, that we are made in the image of this creator. And Jesus invites us into that and declares his own identity. And that's why Jesus constantly says, I am these things. I am this way of life. I am, let me pause there. This way of life is filled with truth and hope. It's why you're dancing for joy. This way of life can be contagious. This way of life can be filled with peace. This way of life can handle the complexities and the chaos of this universe. This way of life is like gravity. That gravity holds all of the matter in the universe together. It's what brings planets together and it's what keeps them separated. It can hold the light, it can hold the dark, it can hold the complexities, it can hold the chaos. And this life that Jesus offers us is not trying to cut out some parts and bring in other parts. It's Jesus saying, I'm in union with all of you and all of the universe. And it's always been this way and you don't have to play any more guessing games. That's not the story I grew up with, but it is the story that I've committed to give the rest of my life to. Because I don't know what vocation you're gonna live into in Los Angeles in 2021 but I do care about the fact that every day you know where your union is at so that whatever you go do, you do it filled with this way of life, filled with joy, filled with peace, filled with love, filled with gentleness. And in doing so, that's how we're gonna change the world. That you're reminded of whose you are and that we live into that in the most inclusive, beautiful way possible. Every night when I put my kids to bed, they're triple bunks, by the way, in this room. It's a wild sight to see. Caden's on the top, my middle's in the middle, obviously. And then, you know, my, uh, my little girl, she's on the bottom. And I crawl into bed with her. It's the last thing that I do before I go to my room. And I whisper into her ear, who's my kind girl? Me. Who's my brave girl? Me. Who's my strong girl? Me. Who's my smart girl? Me. 
who's my beautiful girl? Me. Who's a leader? Me. Who's going to change the world? Me. That the version that I'm giving to my daughter is a version that I find in union with Jesus. I'm reminding her of what I know is true about her. Because so many of us were given this weird version of God, and so we've learned not to trust God. Because we feel that lurking behind this Jesus is a God that's not safe. And it's done a lot of traumatic things to many of us in this room. That lurking behind the waters is this God who really has an anger issue. Lurking behind these waters is a God who says, I love you, but then it's like, okay, you did the wrong things, and eternal damnation. That's weird. And so what Jesus shows us is, no, this God is safe. And so Jesus knows his identity so that we can be reminded of our true identity. And my hope with my little girl is not that she just says me, but that as she grows up, as she's reminded of the good news of who she is, as she's reminded of her identity, as she's reminded of the union that she has with God, with herself, and with others, that she can boldly walk into life and say, I am kind. I am brave. I am strong. I am smart. I am beautiful. I am a leader. I am a world changer. And we all have a version of the story within ourselves that we want to hear, and God is giving us the best version to each of us. God is holding each of us every day and saying, this is who you are, my child, because I want you to step into the world, not with some negative view of the story where you don't feel safe and you feel like there's a scary God lurking under the waters, but in a story where you know with absolute certainty in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the figuring it out, in the midst of the anxiety, in the mix mix of the doubt, that you live in constant union. And when you can be live in that freedom. By the way, freedom is not certitude. Certitude is not faith. That's why it's called faith. (laughs) Certitude is a version of the story that we've been given that powerful people use to keep their power. And Jesus is giving us a version of faith where, of course, you're figuring it out. You're human. God is the one who lives in certitude, not us. And God lives in the certitude of who God is and who we are and how God loves this creation and who we are as human beings. That's the freedom that we live into. And so we're invited into this union every day. And when we live into this union, when we can accept our identity of who we truly are, then we can also be co-partners in this creation story. And then we get to offer that reminder of union to others. That's the gift of being human. That's why we come into this place. We sing beautiful songs that open us up to the goodness and the beauty and the joy and the hope of the world so that when we're out there and we're just driving on the 110 and there's traffic and it's freaking hot and somebody just caught us, cut us off, we can look out into the world, smile at another human being and say, there's joy in this place. When you're riddled with anxiety and it's 2 a.m. and you have scrolled so deep into Instagram that you can't even refresh the page anymore. <laughs> You'll have these subtle reminders from God. I'm here with you. Here's who you are. I want to whisper it into your ear. And that way you can declare, I am these things. I am good. I will be able to make it. I do have something to offer into this world. And that we remind ourselves in this place. This is why we have conversations in this place. So that you can practice just experiencing the joy and the hope of another human being's experience. And how many of us sat in the room and you've heard a conversation with somebody else and you're like, oh my God, 
Me too. Oh my God, me too. I thought I was the only one. I didn't know that this was even possible. I didn't know that this truth could be something that I could hold on to in a new and a fresh way. I thought I had to let all of this go. And you don't have to anymore. And so if we can be reminded of the union that we have, and if we can be co-creators and pass this union on, the beauty of this story is that God's not waiting for us to figure it out. God's not waiting on us for anything. God's going to keep pumping this universe filled with joy, filled with hope. God's going to keep putting smiles on babies' faces, and you're going to look up one day from your phone and see a child and be like, oh my God, that's a human being. You're going to be at the beach. You're going to look at that possible. You're going to sing that song. You're going to fall in love. You're going to experience loss and heartbreak. You're going to have a wonderful meal. You're going to put coffee to your mouth and say, wow, this is freaking incredible. You're going to hold out your iPhone and say, thank God for Steve Jobs. You're going to do so many things that remind you that life is filled with hope and joy. And you'll do that because you're reminded of your identity and the union that you live into. And so the other morning... Usually my wife goes in the, in the room in the morning and kind of gets the kids ready and, and she was downstairs and she was doing something and I walk into the room and the boys had been up and they were running somewhere else and I could see Bella kind of like stirring in her bed. And she's four years old and she kind of had those like sleepy little eyes but it's like the moment she saw me she was like a puppy dog like stirring, you know? And she'd just smile at me like stirring in her bed because she knows the dad's going to get in there and probably like kiss her. And she's always like, ooh, itchies, itchies, right? And she knows that I'm going to hold her and just tell her that I love her. And it just was one of those moments where I was just reminded like, oh, joy is baked into this thing the entire time. And that my little girl wakes up with joy and she wakes up with hope. Not every day. Sometimes she's pretty mean to her brothers when she wakes up and vice versa. <laughs> but on this fine and beautiful morning, she woke up and it was the most beautiful example that I've experienced in a long time where I just knew that she knew her identity. She knows who she is. She's declaring who she is in the world, that she is just free to be human. And that's what we all long for. We laugh with improv, we have conversations, we sing beautiful music, so that at the end of the day, we can take off all of the things that, that make us forget our identity and we can stand true in the truth that I am who I am in God, that I am good, that I am loved, that I am known, and that is the hope and the joy that we share in together. That was the quickest sermon I have done in a long time. You are welcome. You're going to get back in those groups with the same three or four people, and you're going to answer this question. Answer, I am, however you want to finish that statement. Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.